is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we would agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Joining us on these Thursdays is the voice of the Golden Gophers and the sports director at MNN, uh, Mike Grimm. And Grimmer, well, we're into the post-football uh, portion of the schedule. Just starting to get into the thick of the Big Ten schedule for uh, the uh, men's and women's basketball teams and, and and the like. And so it's on into traveling around in the winter a little bit here. And the Gophers, are the men are 9-3 and three so far, playing pretty well. Yeah, ten and three now with ten that and win three, Friday. Right. Yeah, yeah, ten and three. So five wins in a row. Looking for six. And you're right. I joked yesterday. We got off the plane in Ann Arbor yesterday afternoon and um, come off, and it's it's great skies. Um, kind of a mist, um, not snow, but a mist, but chilly. And I'm like, it's it's like Groundhog's Day. Every time you get off a plane in a Big Ten city, I don't care if it's <laughs> East Lansing, Columbus, Bloomington, you name the city, it's gray, overcast, and I'm like, for some reason, the sun shines more in Minneapolis. So uh, I, I guess we're glad we're there. But uh, yeah, we're ready to roll. Um, I'm kind of excited to kind of see where this team uh, can go because uh, you know they've they've played pretty well. Um, you know they've won five straight again. The competition hasn't been particularly a murderer's row. There's no doubt about that. So there's some mystery, I think, to this team a little bit, just how good are they. And the schedule, quite honestly, sets up, I think, well for them because um, this first four-game stretch as they resume Big Ten play, of course, they're one and one. They lost at Ohio State and then beat Nebraska in those, you know, those two December games that the Big Ten now plays. And you start off here at Michigan. The Wolverines are 6-7. and seven. They lost to McNeese State on Friday. I, I totally think they'll be ready to go tonight and wanting to win and they're going to look at minnesota as an opportunity to get a win that said it's a winnable game for the gophers and then they they host maryland maryland was picked third in the big 10 uh to start the year they've not played that well that they have played a little better recently but that's a sunday game at the barn then they're at indiana tough place to play but indiana's kind of been meandering through um playing some teams that probably shouldn't be hanging out with them close and then they lost to nebraska last night and then they got Iowa at home, uh, whatever it is, a week from this coming Monday. So those first four games, very winnable. Um, doesn't mean they'll win them all, um, but I, I think it's better than, oh, man, they got to play Purdue and Michigan State and Illinois, three of the first four, because you can find yourself you know, in a, in a big hole to start. So um, I think it sets up well, and we'll know more, um, I, I think, you know, um, after that Iowa game. Where are they sitting record-wise? You know, at that point, it'd be six games into the Big Ten schedule, and um, if it's if it's above five hundred, I like kind of where this team can head. Then, yeah, non-conference schedule behind them. Uh, what did you think of the non-conference schedule? Was it competitive enough uh, for the Gophers to get them ready for Big Ten play? It's a great question. I, I think, uh, in retrospect, I I, I am I'm not going to put words in the coaching staff's mouth. I think they felt good i think they felt like this was one of those teams that there was going to want to build some confidence and gel and so they didn't want to it, it, it wasn't that challenging I, I think in fact i saw it's the, it was the um it was you know the the least competitive schedule of any team in the big 10 mm. um that you know they did have missouri and uh, missouri has not played that well uh, minnesota should have won that game 
Um, but I think when they scheduled that Missouri game, they felt like, oh, that's going to be a real test, you know. And I remember when, when it was announced, everyone was like, well, that'll be a loss. It was a loss, but I don't think it was a loss in the way people thought. And I think this team has played a little better. So I don't know how to answer that question. I, I Myself, personally, I think it would have been better had they had, they had one or two tougher foes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I think, you know, the fact that they're 10 and 3 um, indicates that, um, that they're playing with some confidence. Uh, to me, the biggest question, this is, this is going to sound a little bit weird. The biggest thing for them moving forward is how, um, how do they play? How do they integrate their best player back in? Because um, I, I think this has been kind of a tale of, of, you know, two seasons, although it's really not split that way. Um, early in the year, um, I remember Marcus Fuller, if you remember from the Star Tribune, the beat writer for the Gophers, he, I mean, he covers the Gophers for the Star Tribune, yeah. wrote this long, extended article about, well, who's going to come along for the ride uh, with Dawson Garcia? Because he's clearly the best player, and there's questions as to, you know, how good is Elijah Hawkins and some of these other guys, and, you know, who's going to be his his Robin? He's the Batman, and, and you know, he had 36 against Ohio State. He had a couple of double-doubles, and, and then he got hurt. And the whole identity of the team changed. All of a sudden, assist records and the ball's moving and they're shooting threes. And it's like, holy cow, you know, this this is a great-looking team. And I'm not suggesting they're a better team without Dawson Garcia, who's their best player. That would be ludicrous to think. That said, I do think they played, you know, better basketball um, maybe during some of that stretch. Mike Mitchell stepped up he's averaging 17 points in the in, in the in the time Garcia was gone and I think he was averaging about seven in the previous games and mm-hmm. so all of a sudden he has stepped up so how is his role now gonna change or not change and can you keep getting what you're getting out of him while also trying to get what you get out of Garcia so to, as weird as that sounds to me one of the keys is going to be you know what's the team's identity offensively especially going to look like now that they have their best player back um, and um, and, and these other guys who kind of started to step up in his absence and take on these more heavy roles and really stepped up, contributed. Those three guards I really like. Elijah Hawkins, I think it's 58 assists in his last five games. He's number one in the country in assists. Wow. Um, you know, he's playing well. Mike Mitchell has been really good. And the, the, aside from the fact he's scoring 17 a game in the last five games, he is also, um, I think, the guy that's kind of bringing that edge to the game. Like he's, he's competitive. He's got a compete level that is off the charts. And I think that feeds the rest of the team. Um, with Garcia back, Pharrell Payne all of a sudden is back to coming off the bench as opposed to starting. So how does that all work? Um, and and uh, and then Braid Carrington will be back tonight. He won't start, but he'll um, he'll play. And um, and then the freshman Cam Christie has just he has not played like a freshman. He's been really good. So um, we'll see. You know, like I said, this first four uh, games with this resumption will uh, tell us, I think, a lot. And um, the Gophers were universally picked last in the Big Ten at the start of the year. And I'm not. I don't think anyone can argue with that based on what they were last year and um, their perceived guys that they brought in here that said i think you know first of all you, you, anytime you'd finish last you'd be disappointed but i think any gopher fan now that's watched this team through 13 games would be would be stunned if they finished last i think there's a chance for a lot of winnable games out there to where they can put themselves in a position to play some meaningful games in february yeah carrington was away from the team a little bit himself to focus on his mental health and so forth and is he back he's back practicing is he going to be back playing soon yeah, yeah. Ben Ben told us on the coaches show Tuesday um, that he would play tonight. Mm. 
Um, now the question is again, how do you how do you mix him in? He had been a starter, and now these other three guards have really stepped up. So I don't think he'll start tonight. Um, he may be a guy now that they can bring off the bench to get some energy. Um, he has he's a good shooter. He has not shot it percentage wise probably as well as he had hoped this year. But I do think him coming off the bench can provide some toughness. Um, some defense. He had kind of been the guy that had been guarding the other team's best guard, and he had been really good at it. So um, he definitely will serve a role on this team. There's no doubt about it, and we'll see how that gets integrated back in. But um, this is a whole different deal now for Ben Johnson because he's got 10 guys that are bona fide Big Ten players, right? Mm. And um, or, or at least more competitive. And so now the question is, how does how does the coaching staff handle playing time and keep everybody happy? Um, and, and you know, because playing ten isn't the, always the greatest thing, because because it's hard for guys to get in rhythm. Yep. Um, I remember Fran McCaffrey talking about that a couple of years ago. He had a he had a team, you know, it wasn't a well, I shouldn't say it wasn't a Big Ten championship caliber team. They had Luca Garza, right, who was Player of the Year in the National Player of the Year, but they they were playing eleven guys. And he said it was really a challenge because they all deserve to play, but then there's times where guys don't get into rhythm, and um, so it can be a burden. On the flip side, you don't want what the Gophers had last year, and that was basically a seven, you know, seven guys. And then if a guy gets hurt, which uh, you know Garcia did, um, it you know it, it, it wasn't even a it wasn't even a competitive deal. I remember you know there were back to back games that Gophers lost by 35 uh, at Rutgers, and I forget who the other game was, Maryland maybe. And um, that, that uh, so you don't want that. Um, the, the, it's a better problem to have when you have too many guys, right? And yeah. um, and and I'm not trying to suggest they're a juggernaut and oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. But that said, uh, Ben Johnson's got some got some decisions to make in terms yeah. of playing time rotations. Um, you know, some of it will be matchup dependent, some of it will be foul trouble dependent, but. Uh, some of it will just have to be their decisions as to who they think gives them the best chance to win uh, in terms of how and when guys play. They do have some shooters, too. You know, the the top three guys, uh, Mitchell, Christie, uh, in terms of attempts, and Enan, uh, just ahead of Hawkins, two more attempts, are all over 40% from three-point range. So they've got guys that can knock it down. That should open it up a little more inside, uh, although Garcia kind of plays more of a perimeter game a lot of times. Yeah. But but uh, I would think that, boy, they bring him out because you can shoot threes. Three guys over 40%, that's solid. Huge, yeah, and it just changes everything. This team has not had, quite frankly, great shooters for a while. I mean, even back to some of the Patino time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just is such a, is such a uh, uh, you know, a, a difference maker when all of a sudden you can knock down some threes. I, in fact, even that game, you know, Friday against Maine, um, you know, and, and actually Maine's going to be a little better. I mean, they're not great. That's not, you know, that's not going to be a tournament team, but, um, sure. uh, they, they, they played pretty tough. And that was kind of a, a start of that game. Um, you know, it was kind of a back and forth. And, you know, that's how it's how it is a lot. You know, teams are feeling each other out first, you know, six, eight minutes. And then Mitchell hit four threes in about a four minute span. And that basically was the ball game, right? Yep. Um, all of a sudden, you knock down four threes, and 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 a four point lead becomes a sixteen point lead, and um, and and the rest is history. And that is not something this team had last year. You know, I, I mean, there were stretches. Forget what it was. I think there was a stretch where they went like two for twenty over a two game stretch. And you're just not going to win games. Uh, you know, they had to slow it down last year. So they're they're they want to run. They've got a point guard who is who is lightning quick. And is learning each week, you know, um, 
pace of play and when to be fast and when not to be fast. And sometimes it's within the same play, you know, stop and start, you know, hesitation. Um, it's not always 100 miles an hour, and that's part of what has kind of evolved into Elijah Hawkins' game is that he is he's kind of learning that now is that you don't have to run around 100 miles an hour. There are times where you want to sprint, and it's beneficial, but there are other times where, you know, stop and start, you know, hesitate, uh, move left and right, you know. And um, he's been pretty good at that. So we'll see. You know, we'll see. I think, um, like I said, these first four games, they'll play them, and then we'll see where they're sitting and then catch their breath for a minute and then head into the rest of it because that gets you into mid-January. Yeah. Let's talk go for women's basketball a little bit. Exciting uh, season underway. Don Plitzewhite as the first-year head coach. He seems to have them heading in the right direction. But then they face Maryland and Iowa, of course. Uh, I, I didn't expect that much against Iowa. They're kind of a juggernaut, one of the top teams in the country. I thought they could get Maryland, but doggone that Brenda Freeze, she's a heck of a yeah. good coach. Yeah, you know, I forget, you know, time flies. I was I was looking at the game notes yesterday uh, for that game. She has 620 career wins. Wow. I'm like, man, how is That's that possible? Lot. And it says 25 years as a head coach. I'm like, 25 years? It doesn't seem... I think when she was at Minnesota for that one season, that was her second year as a coach. You know, is that what it was? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm trying to think. Uh, I think she was at Ball State for a year, then came to Minnesota, then off to Maryland. And I'm just like, God, where did the time go? You know. But 620 wins, and she's obviously won a national title and a bunch of Big Ten titles. And this year so far has not been great. You know, they lost Diamond Miller, who is with the Lynx now and um, was their best player last year, and they lost to Nebraska over the weekend. And so the hope was, you know, because I think Nebraska and Minnesota and some of these teams are kind of in that group of teams fighting for, you know, maybe to be on the bubble or maybe to be a postseason kind of team, and Nebraska beat Maryland. So you're like, okay, well, that's good. And I think Maryland had – I did not watch a minute of that game last night. We were out in Ann Arbor, and, um, you know, I was out at dinner, and it wasn't up on on any of the TV screens. But – it sounds like it, that Maryland pretty well controlled that game from the get-go. Like, yeah. like the Gophers put on a little bit of a run late and cut it down to four, I think, in the fourth quarter. But then Maryland uh, hit some shots. And uh, what was it? An 11, 11, 9 or eleven point win? I forget now. But yeah. Um, it, um, yeah, disappointing. I think. And so now they've got to get back in gear. Um, and you know, uh, what are they sitting? One and three in the Big Ten now. So uh, they will need. They're one and. One, one and two. two in the Big yep. Ten. Yeah, yep. one, one and two, two in the Big Ten. So they will have to, um, you know, get the ship right. I, and again, uh, much like the men, there's no question they're better than a year ago. Yeah. Um, but then the question becomes, you know, where does where does that stack you up? You know, on the men's side, especially, we've talked about it. There's no doubt they're better. They've got better players. They got more depth. All that stuff we talked about. But there was a. I mean, they were they were not very good last year. Yeah. And so the gap, the gap. Um, uh, is closed. How much is it closed? And where can you climb the ladder within the standings? And that's the question both these teams face. And the only way to really climb is to stack wins. And, and hopefully the Gophers can keep doing that on both men's and women's basketball. Yeah, no doubt. Amaya Battle, uh, of course, one of the top Gopher women's players, her brother transferring over to Ohio State. Uh, I, I was hoping that Amaya could keep her brother here uh, back, yeah. uh, you know, when, when that was being discussed. I don't know, maybe they don't talk about that necessarily, but uh, but yeah, she's been quite a player. A freshman, right? Yeah, uh, sophomore. She, sophomore she, was, she was on this team last year, and her issue last year as a freshman, she was, that, she was part of that four freshman class that was ranked in the top ten in the country that Lindsey mm-hmm. Whalen was able to That's land. Right. Mara, Mara Braun was in there, uh, in with that. Uh, Mallory Heyer was in with that. 
um, and um, the young lady from Eden Prairie, whose name's now escaping me, of course, as we're live on the radio here. But uh, <laughs> that 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 foursome was 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 that group um, that that came in, and they all stayed after after um, the coaching change. And boy, Braun has been one of the best guards in the country, and Battle has really improved in taking care of the ball. That was her issue as a freshman. She was. Um, just, just, uh, reckless with the ball and, you know, not, not that it was on purpose or anything, of course, but just too many turnovers. And I think she's learned and I think she's been developed and I think they've coached her into, look, that's not your game. A point guard cannot have, you know, cannot, you can't win a game if your point guard has eight turnovers. Um, she's had a couple of games this year. Sounds like that, you know, okay, too many turnovers, but otherwise, um, she has been a defensive stopper. Um, she's not a huge threat from three, but boy, she can penetrate and dish and, that's been part of it. So yeah, she stepped forward. And speaking of Jamison, he had a big game last night. They beat Rutgers, and um, I think he is now um, leading the Big Ten in three-point shots made. So yeah, um, yeah that would, it would be nice had he stayed in the room. <laughs> would have been nice. for sure. Yeah, that's but, right. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of factors went into that. Yeah. I don't think his plan was that he would be playing college basketball when he when he left the Gophers. I think his plan was he was going to go play in Europe, and um, and as it turned out. There, the uh, offers uh, the offers were better uh, to stay to stay in the states and continue one year college hoops. So. Yeah, a little nil money coming his way, yeah. I'm sure. Hey, yeah. just like two minutes yeah. left here, Grimmer National Football uh, Championship being contested on Monday night, uh, Michigan and Washington. Who do you like? Yeah, all Big Ten affair, Todd. It, it right? is. Uh, That's right. <laughs> think about that. I had. I have to laugh a little bit. The other night, I'm watching that game, Michigan, and or I'm sorry. Well, I watched them both, but I'm watching Washington and Texas, and Washington's off to that fast start. And um, I, you know, somebody I don't know who it was. Somebody tweets out. I'm thumbing through my phone while I'm watching the game. Somebody tweets out. Washington has yet to punt, and it was like five possessions in. I think they had two touchdowns, a field goal, maybe a fumble. I don't remember. And uh, one of the, my friends who covers the Fighting Illini, who I follow on Twitter, responded by, well, they're clearly not ready for the Big Ten then. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not the punting. Big Ten West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not punting. What's going on here? But, um, boy, Penix, uh, Penix is, is uh, quite a player. McCarthy's quite a player. Um, I'm excited. I think that game will be a fun game. Um, and, yeah, it, it, should be, it should be a good one. Penix was – I voted him. I, uh, I voted him on my Heisman ballot number one. He did not win it. Ah. Um, but I just thought he was, you know, he, one, he was a great player, is a great player. Uh, but two, he played, you know, they, they're on like a 20 some game winning streak. And I think, you know, uh, that counts for something too. So I, I put him one. Um, he did not win it. I, I think he was deserving of it. But boy, did he have another big night. His arm is incredible. I'd like to put a radar gun on him and mm. see how fast that football flies out of his hand. Cause yeah. he has a laser. And who knows? You know, he, maybe he ends up in purple here in, in Minnesota. Yeah. You could, know, could be. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of, uh, the, all the injuries he's had in his college career scares me a little bit. Uh, that, that's, yeah. that's my only pause on, uh, Penix. I guess that's why I've been more of a JJ McCarthy guy. Cause I don't think they'll get Caleb Williams with the first pick or something like that. Yeah, so they're going to yeah, wind Drake up with that May. kind of that second yeah. tier there probably. Yeah. That second group. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. Exactly. So. Grimmer, thanks so much. Uh, safe travels, uh, out there on the road to cover the Michigan game. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Thanks, Todd. Always enjoy. All right. Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.